0: world this is the iml podcast today is tuesday december 12th 2023 this is the film and television podcast we are talking about our fret Films and television my name is caleb chase what up
1: doing good bro living the dream how about you
0: living great man chase before we get into it man this is going to be your last podcast before you turn the age of 30 how does that how does that feel
1: i mean it's it's an odd feeling not gonna lie like I thought this would be, I don't know. I didn't think this would come as quickly as it did, as much as it feels like it did, but hell, it's his life, you know? So shit, um, I'm embracing it. I'm loving it. This going to be a good pod. So shit, let's
0: get it. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's get into it, man. We have some breaking news today. We had heard the rumors that, you know, Nicholas Holt was going to be Lex Luthor for a while, but it's official now. And I've seen the Instagram post earlier, James Gunn, you know, announcing it. Um, like, I find it funny with the whole Nicholas Holt thing, because, you know, a while back, he, mm-hmm. he he auditioned for Batman, and he lost out on that to Robert Pattinson. And then, yeah. you know, this year he auditions for Superman, and he lost out on that to uh, uh, David Cornwell is it david yeah david corn sweat so it's, it's pretty mm-hmm. crazy that now you know he's he went from the hero to the villain obviously he was beast in the uh, x-men trilogy and now he's uh he's lex luther chase what do you think about that
1: i'm hyped for it man i like him as an actor so i'm not really mad at this casting he was good as a young beast so it'll be real interesting to see how he does as a villain and a major one at that you know like He's got the chops to be a main cast guy like this, but I'm hoping he really knocks it out of the park because that just bodes well for the DC universe going forward. We know Lex isn't like a Thanos level threat, but he's still a household name and an arch rival villain. So I'm hoping he really fits the billing and kills it in this role because that'll really set them forward, you know and going towards the future. That'll be a good starting point. So I'm I'm happy to see how he's coming. How about you? This is
0: my guy. I'm excited. you know I loved him in uh, X-Men. I also loved him in um, the menu. I don't know if you've seen that.
1: Uh, still haven't seen that yet. I've heard good things about it, but no, I have not watched it. I liked him in um what was the zombie flick? I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I'm blanking on it too right now. But like, he's he's a really good actor, and like, he's got the potential to be like a main storyline type of guy like this. So I'm I'm hyped to see what he can do. Yeah, I I, f- I fuck with him. I'm glad he's uh, he's gonna be like.
0: I'm curious to see what kind of like this is gonna be because um you know James Gunn. I don't really know what to expect with him when it comes to creating a Lex Luthor type character. Like I do recall, mm-hmm. like because I'm curious because, you know, James Gunn, he's got a he's got a weird vibe about him with certain things. And like I do recall yeah. him, I do recall an interview where he said that um that Gene Hackman was his least favorite Lex Luthor. So my guess is mm-hmm. his Lex Luthor won't be anything like a Gene Hackman Lex Luthor, which that's most people's favorite Lex Luthor. You know, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I actually like uh my guy, uh my guy, Jesse
1: Eisenberg is uh, Lex Luthor. You know, that's my guy. I wasn't mad at him, my but guy. I feel like we didn't get enough of him from what we saw in like Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel. I haven't watched like the Snyder cut. So like maybe we do get more of him. But like I liked what he was doing. We just didn't get enough of it. You know, so yeah, he's he's in the Snyder cut, but like, and and it, not,
0: not not very much into it. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's probably a hot take because I did I did hate him as first as Lexington, but over time I've 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 grown accustomed to uh enjoying
1: him. I under. didn't like how they started him off like having like hair, but like towards the end of the movie he did shave his shit. So I'm like, ah, okay, this is like his little origin story. I just wish we would have gotten more of that more of his origins before like trying to proclaim it as his origin story you know yeah for
0: sure all right speaking to james gunn man you know he uh he also announced that you know his brother sean gunn uh you know cragglin you know mm-hmm. he is coming to the dcu is a uh, max lord chase i don't know if you're familiar with max lord i'm really not i only know max lord from um i'm not either I only know Max Lord from Wonder Woman 1984, which, you know, I mentioned this in the worst. Oh, I
1: still haven't seen that all the way through. Good. So I was wondering why I hadn't been familiar with this name. But, like, Good. I looked him up and I saw, like, you know, what he's capable of, what he was doing in the comics. I'm like, ah, okay, this this is an interesting character. I like this. Good,
0: good thing you haven't seen it all the way through because I mentioned this in our worst villains. I was gonna say I didn't
1: want that sullied for me. Like
0: so, I I I'll I keep mean, it like that. I mentioned this in our worst villains podcast. You know, Pedro Pascal Max Lord. Man, that should just.
1: Oh, that's who Pedro Pascal was. Okay, yep. okay, yeah, he, he was Max Lord. Um,
0: gotcha. But I don't really, I don't really like the way Patty Jenkins did that version of Max Lord. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really, yeah, I don't know much about Max Lord, but. You know, um, what do you think about James Gunn bringing his brother into this though? Because I know a lot of people have been criticizing it online, saying that you know James mm-hmm. Gunn, all he does is hire his friends and his family. Like I'm pretty sure, like yeah, I'm pretty sure like his his wife has been in a couple of his projects. I think his wife. Oh damn,
1: there. I did not know that. Yeah, his I wa- know
0: he- yeah, his wife was in Peacemaker. She was also she was also in Guardians Three. So yeah. really, yeah, James Gunn he he brings he brings people into this stuff. Um, okay. What do, you, what do you think about James Gunn doing this stuff? Do you, have, do you have a problem with that or no?
1: So, like, honestly, I'm not mad at it. I didn't know he was, like, out here like that, just giving all his homies and people, like, in his life and inner circle roles like that. I did not know his wife was, like, doing MCU and DC gigs. But fucking, yeah, I'm not mad at it just because he had him in the MCU so i'd say it's par for the course you know what i'm saying like i w- was kind of expecting it you know i kind of saw it coming i'm liking that this is a bigger role than craglin was so hopefully he shows us more of his acting chops rather than just being a side character but yeah like i'm not i'm not too uh broken up or pissed at him for doing this like I I would have expected it sooner rather than later he just went really fucking sooner so he, I got no issue with it man I just think people like to like fuck with I think, I
0: just think people like hate on James Gunn for whatever reason bro because like mm-hmm. this this is pretty normal for directors to bring in people that they're comfortable with like yeah
1: like, like look no, at people me. you know that can help you tell the story that you're trying to tell you know like like look at fucking,
0: like look at somebody like Christopher Nolan, like he he works with mainly the same people. Like how many freaking movies his fucking um, uh, I don't want to blank on his name Cillian Murphy. Like how many Christopher Nolan movies is he there Yeah, in? you know he was in all the he was in all the Batman movies. Obviously Oppenheimer. Um, wasn't was mm-hmm. he in was he Inception? I can't remember. I'm trying. Um, I can't remember.
1: Nah, I don't, he, don't believe so.
0: He's. He's been in a bunch of Christopher Nolan movies, though, and then also guys like uh, Tom Hardy. He's wor- he's been in multiple Christopher Nolan movies. Fucking, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. But, like I, I don't know. I, I I do just think it's normal for directors to work with people they like to work with. You know, like Martin Scorsese. I mean, he's worked with Robert De Niro for how fucking long? You know, like that's right. like, that's that's what these guys do. They 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 work with people they're comfortable with and like working with.
1: Exactly, and shit. That's how it should be like as a creative, like as you work with more people, you know, like who you're trying to work with more, whether it's making movies or making music or something, you know, so shit, you know, who, like you got fire. Like it's like Drake and Wayne getting the fucking studio together. That's what it is when fucking Christopher Nolan and Sylvia Murphy get together, you know, so like yeah it's just one of them things
0: yeah yeah for sure all right speaking of Celia murphy man you know oppenheimer i seen this earlier today that you know oppenheimer will not be one of the nominations for like best visual effects of the oscars um you've seen oppenheimer i haven't i'm gonna ask you about that but first i want to read you off these the the movies that they got announced as the finalists and i want you to you know tell me what you think about this list um Mm -hmm. this isn't the exact nomination these are just the finalists and obviously it'll get right to the actual nominations but
1: and I saw there was like um was it a top twenty
0: yeah there's a top twenty and obviously and, bro
1: for for some of the some of the ones to be on this list and not Oppenheimer was wild to me.
0: Yeah I'm gonna read these off right now. Um we got Barbie Across the Spider-Verse Godzilla minus one guardians of the galaxy hmm. volume three the creator Rebel Moon Part 1, Ant-Man and the Wasps, Quantumania, mm-hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon, The Marvels, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, The Boys in the Boat, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Napoleon, Nyad, Poor Things, Society of the Snow, Transformers, Rise of the Beast, and Wonka. What do you think about that list, and why do you think Oppenheimer wasn't put in there? I mean, you've seen the movie, so you mm-hmm. would, you would, uh, you, I, I can't really give an opinion about it because I don't see the movie, but
1: like, yeah, what do you think about this list? I will say salute to Wonka and Godzilla Minus One for making the list, for being like later, like towards the end of the year movies and shit. But, um, Yeah, my my first interpretation when I saw the headline that Oppenheimer wasn't a part of this, like, gathering of movies, these nominees, potential nominees was like, okay, like, I'm really not mad at that because like. Oppenheimer was really more so storytelling than it was visual effects. This is not a movie where like CGI and like computer animation really comes into effect. It does for like the blast, like when it does eventually happen. But like we're talking like maybe 10 percent of the movie, you know what I'm saying? So like for this to not be nominated in the visual effects like category it didn't really strike me as that odd. But then once I saw the list and I saw some of these other movies, like, I'm not even trying to hate on Barbie, bro. I liked Barbie, but, like, tell me what visual effects were really that goaded for it to make this list and opera, and opera, and not like. I feel like the whole part of the beauty of the Barbie movie was like how laid back they were with their fucking like animation and shit. When you saw them going from like Barbie world to the real world, it was like, it looked like a road trip. And then they would just do like little, you know, like montage segues in between of like all the places Barbie or Ken would go to before they eventually reached the real world. But like, that was a very small fraction of the budget. They did not go crazy with, like, the transitions between Barbie world and um, the real world. Yes, there was some moments where Barbie had, like, her introspective shit, but, like, that and um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, too, because, like, Barbie was, like, it wasn't super like crazy with the visual effects and man and the wasp was just very made with the effects so like for that to make the cut and oppenheimer to not for even if it was just 15 20 minutes of the movie like i don't know that shit's kind of odd yeah that shit's very weird so i really didn't think too much of it when i saw the headline but like once i like really got into who is potentially being nominated for this is like, Hmm. Yeah. What, what, what was the Academy thinking? What went behind these decisions? Cause like, what the fuck guys? Yeah. (laughs) So um, that's my um, big takeaway from it. um, Yeah. My takeaway from the list
0: overall is that like, I, I don't know, like Ant-Man or Quantumania, bro. that was something like the worst, CGI I've ever seen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? like I don't really like I, and Another thing is, like, I, I
1: thought it was mid in theater and then I watched it like on Disney Plus and I was like, ah. Yeah. Also, like, Aquaman, yeah, this was bad as I remember.
0: I was like, Aquaman, that shit ain't even came out yet.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, no. I meant to mention that one as well. Like, salute to um, Godzilla. And what was the other one I mentioned? uh Wonka yeah salute to them for being like movies that just came out like I don't even think Wonka has came out yet but like Aquaman yeah how do we fucking know this is gonna be worthy of this <laughs> if you want to make it a nominee for next year like I know this is next year's Oscars but the next year next year you know like if you want to make it a nominee for the 2025 Oscars cool But, like, dog, just from the trailer I've seen, like, this isn't, like... That shit looks bad in the trailer, too. I mean... Yeah, this isn't, like, blowing the first two movies out the water or nothing, you know? Like, this ain't... I don't know. Like, I don't know how that one made the cut. But kudos to them for doing so, I guess. Yeah. I mean... I,
0: I will be rooting for Across the Spider Verse. Uh, that's how, that's how obviously that's obviously going to get nominated. I mean, you yeah, know, that's what makes those movies the fucking visual effects. So that's definitely going to get the nomination. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to win. I mean, like I see, like I haven't seen the creator, but I've heard the visual effects for that were amazing.
1: So I've heard I'm, a lot of good things about that one. I have also not seen it yet either. Yeah,
0: so I'm sure. But let me ask you this though: like. What kind of visual effects were there in Kills of the Flower Moon? That doesn't seem like a top movie that would have visual effects in it. Like, what was in that movie?
1: Yeah, see, that one was all that one also struck me as kind of odd. Like, like I was saying with um, Oppenheimer, like, it didn't really play a critical or big role in the movie. Like, there were some visual effects moments, but like, you know, it plays a very small fragment. The movie is more so about storytelling than it is about like stunning visual sequences, whether it's action or like storytelling. Like, Killers of a Flower Moon was a lot of storytelling. We would get explosions every now and again from just like heinous ways that the white people would like get rid of certain members of the tribe and shit like that. But like, A lot like Oppenheimer, I would say it's like 10, 15% of the movie, you know, like if it wasn't nominated for this category, I wouldn't be mad at it, you know, it'll still be nominated for like five, 10, a dozen categories in other areas, but like visual effects is not where this movie really like made its mark. In my opinion, that's how I felt for Killers of a Flower Moon and Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, I would say, was more so fired on the visual effects side, but as both of those movies being really long, the visual effects really did not play, like, a tremendous part in either of them, in my humble opinion. Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, that's all we got for today. You know, on Thursday, we're going to rank our favorite movies of the year, and we're also going to continue going with our MCU rankings. Um, I'm sure Oppenheimer and Across the Spider-Verse are going to come up again on that episode. Um, Potentially. You'll just have to tune in to find out where they fell in our list. Um, Chase, I'll see you on Thursday.
1: the show, bro. Love.